What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, more pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 1st, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. I'm finally caught up, y'all. Here it is, the bonus podcast to make sure that tomorrow morning, that is on Saturday, I'm going to be able to cover Friday, and then we are all super happy and wonderful and back to normal, and I'm in Florida right now, but it's been great seeing everybody here, and we had a game last night that they were telling me about. It was Ryan Weathers against the Yankees, and believe it or not, Ryan Weathers was looking phenomenal. 2.2 innings, zero in runs, one hit, one walk, five Ks. I watched this one on TV. He's 96-97 now, and he threw 99 in this one. Uh, What? It was Blake Snell blueprint with four seamers upstairs. Is the slider that good, though? I don't know. But, man, I was kind of thinking that Max Meyer might be more of the, the starter if, say, Braxton Garrett isn't ready to go. We haven't seen anything on Trevor Rogers yet. Uh, Max Meyer went two innings in this one, by the way. Zero and runs, one hit, zero walks, two Ks. He was 95 miles per hour, 40% sliders. He kept those low. It was good. Not really overwhelming to me. While Weathers is heater, I mean, there were some fastballs that just completely tore up uh, these Yankee hitters. It was kind of cool. Now, I don't know if that velocity is going to stick. I also don't know if the slider is that great. I also have a little bit of concern that the Marlins are going to go with like Trevor Rogers or Braxton Garrett. And it's like, sorry, buddy, we're full. Uh, and that's that. So you don't really need to go after Ryan Weathers in your 12-teamers, but it's very much an interesting thing to monitor, especially in your NL-only leagues. We have Reese Olsen go two innings, two and runs uh, in zero walks and three Ks. It's important to note here that he was a lot better with his command than he was in the first one. And it's a very interesting situation because I don't really know if Reese Olsen is going to start at the beginning of the year, he might be going to the minors. Casey Mize is looking a lot better. You have Jack Flaherty likely going to get a shot on the rotation. Kenta Maeda went on Friday. I'll talk about him tomorrow morning. But he was a little bit down in his velocity, and maybe there's something going on there. Keep an eye on Reese Olsen. If he does get the starting gig, I still think this four-seamer is not that great. I think it's uh, sliders and sinkers with the changeup that really needs to be a lot better against lefties. Garrett Whitlock, oh boy, three innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, and six strikeouts. Get in on this one. I'm serious. I think he's going to win the job over Hauk. Uh, changeup was apparently amazing in this one. Garrett Whitlock, sign me up. Seems like the velocity is back where it should be as well. Obviously, I want to see more data on it, but I mean, six strikeouts in three innings is not super easy to do. And... This is one of those signs that we were looking for of Whitlock looking like that kind of guy again, getting those swing strikes, and clearly he is doing that. Cooper Criswell was also in the hunt here in two innings, zero in runs, three hits, one walk, three Ks is not nothing, but clearly Whitlock has the upper hand right now. You have Corbin Burns against Paul Skeens, and Skeens threw a clean inning, 10 pitches, apparently hit 102, absurd, um, and Corbin Burns got Knocked around a little bit. 1.2 innings, 300 runs, 3 hits, 1 walk, and 3 Ks. A lot of home run. Don't worry about it. Uh, Bailey Falter also went in this game. 2 innings of 200 runs, 4 hits, 0 walks, and 1 K. Honestly, I feel if there's someone that really sticks out inside of Pittsburgh uh, instead, like maybe Quinn Priester, um, then uh, there's something to be said about Falter not really holding on to that. He's very much of a temp inside of Pittsburgh. You have Zach Eflin not doing well in 1.2 innings, four and runs, four hits, one walk, and three Ks. Don't really worry about that. Uh, Nayuki Uesawa, two innings of seven earned runs. There's this very, very outside chance that he would get an opportunity here. And no, we're just, just it's just a no. 
<laughs> Joe Boyle, 3.1 innings, one run, two hits, zero walks, and two Ks. Hey, he hasn't walked a guy yet. I still don't trust his command. Sorry. Uh, Pedro Avila is fighting for one of the rotation spots. He, I believe, has an inside track. Three innings, one run, two hits, one walk, and one K. Much better from his first start. So definitely monitor that one. Jordan Lyles, two innings, three strikeouts. Do not care. <laughs> Alec Marsh, two innings, one run, two hits, zero walks, four Ks. Care a little bit more, but I really don't believe there was something that the data, well, we didn't have data that the data would show. That uh, would suggest that all of a sudden Alec Marsh is the thing. So no. Jake Woodford, the Amish Mustang, yes, for the White Sox, because what is going on with their rotation? Two innings of zero and runs, they don't care. Joe Ross appeared, two innings, one and run in the walk and two Ks, and maybe? Ah, I mean, no. But, wait, Miley's apparently 50-50 to start the year. So then your DL Hall, your Ashby, your Ray, and your Ross, and your Junis have four spots? So that's four for five. Maybe Ashby's the one who's out. If Well, it's 50-50. Just, all right, I want to see Joe Ross another time and actually get TV and get data. So that'd be cool. Nathan Evaldi, uh, three innings, one run, two hits, zero walks, five Ks. His boss is apparently fine. Yeah, I will be raising up Nathan Evaldi in my ranks because, honestly, might as well just take the chance on it. Uh, he's always good before he's hurt, and that's a positive. Bryce Miller, two innings, one run, two hits, zero walks, three Ks. Apparently had a good splitter. Um, I hope that uh, the command is still there when we see more games. That's all. Uh, Jared Schuster, no. Thank you. 300 runs, 5 hits, and 2 innings. Uh, Jose Quintana, 1.2 and 200 runs. 3 walks, 1K. And considering that Quintana's whole thing is command, very unsettling. He's now officially the ace of the Mets, which is weird to say out loud. I'm going to stop going up uh, <laughs> with a higher pitch. Uh, Tyler McGill looked like Ty Lord McGill. Three innings, zero and runs, two hits, zero walks in, four Ks. But again, no data, no TV. Can't tell you anything. And Ronel Blanco might be in the rotation. If Verlander is delayed, uh, there's Orchidi, there's Blanco, and there's France. Right now fighting for one spot, but if Verlander is delayed, that's two spots. And with France not starting yet, and Ronel Blanco now up to 2.2 innings, zero and runs, two hits, one walk in, two Ks, he might have a spot. Something to consider, because pitching for the Houston Astros is a good thing, and Ronald Blanco is good enough to be okay. Uh, you have a stack of data more of Logan Webb and Ryan Nelson. Logan Webb, three innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, two Ks. Same sliders before, great locations on it, but nothing really to report. While Ryan Nelson, I'm telling you, he's dope and made me feel dope watching them. Uh, I mean, Sorry, I didn't watch him, but seeing the data again, it's matching what I saw the first time, which is the velocity being 97 and then falling a bit, he's only really a tick up to like 95 now. It doesn't stay that way through his entire starts. Like by the third inning, it was lower than the first. But the cutter is looking great. He got a lot of whiffs right now. So I think it was 9 over 28 whiffs in this one on his four-seamer alone. Guys, the Arizona Diamondbacks is a good team to pitch for. Good defense. They will get enough wins. Oh, he's going to go every five days and probably be allowed to go six. I'm so in on Ryan Nelson. I'm in more right now on Ryan Nelson than Brandon fought. Understand that. Uh, I know that sounds wild, but I think that Ryan Nelson has a better fastball right now, and his and his cutter acts as a weapon against both-handed batters. Yep. Okay, uh, TV stuff, the things that I watched. We had Chris Paddock, two innings, zero runs, zero hits, zero walks, and one K. He had one really good slider. It was a sweeper to Austin Riley, but then he threw a terrible one that was demolished. Uh, then you have a cutter that was... Ugh. I, I don't know. I'm watching Chris Paddock. I'm like, all right, he's throwing enough strikes, but like, it's not exciting enough for me to really go after. Spencer Strider on the other side. 
curve and changeup. It doesn't really matter what I say. He's the first pitcher off the board. Okay, cool. He's just not bad. Great. Uh, uh, yeah, Drew Smiley not looking good at all. Ben Brown was in relief. He looked very wild and looked more like a reliever this time. You have Dakota Hudson and Peter Lambert, and I'm not going to talk about the Rockies anymore. Gavin Williams, two innings, two earned runs, two hits. Sorry, zero. Two innings, zero earned runs, zero hits, one walk, four Ks. Bad camera angle, but overall looked pretty good, and that's a really good thing to see, especially with a slider and curve. Patrick Sandoval on the other side, don't really care, honestly. Same with Chase Silseth. Sorry, Chase. Um, James Paxton is someone that we're all ignoring too much. I am personally as well, and I'm not going to let it happen anymore. Two innings, one and run, two hits, zero walks, four Ks. He looked good, and it's the Dodgers. And yes, they will squeeze everything they possibly can out of Paxton with no expectation for him to be reliable in September and for their playoffs. So yes, draft him, and then you drop him, right? This is easy. You'll get a good month plus of value for however long it lasts. But to get something that helps your team the first week of the season is a very, very nice thing. Graham Ashcraft, two innings, zero and runs, zero hits, one walk, two Ks. Feel less confident in him because his command is just still blah. Um, last of the other things that were on TV and we had data for him, that is Patrick Corbin. This is interesting. Um, three innings, zero to runs, three hits, zero walks, four strikeouts. He has a cutter and he located it well. It's what he needs against right-handed hitters. And then he has the slider against lefties. Don't ignore this. This actually might bring relevance to Patrick Corbin because if you compare him to when he was really good, the velocity is higher. It's always been a little strange to me that Corbin just fell off and that's that. So a cutter could really be the difference. Just something to think about here. Uh, Kyle Gibson, two innings, 300 runs, zero walks, and two Ks. Don't care. Jose Brios looked fine. That's good. And uh, last one I should mention is Clayton Beater. Three innings, zero in runs, three hits, one walk, four Ks, uh, 70% four seamers, zero for 11 slider whiffs, and 47 pitches. The main thing for him is he was fine, and actually, honestly, a little bit better to me than the Will Warren types, because he is not claim beat. He's more four seamer focused over the top, um, and that's kind of cool. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about like how the Yankees are getting these Clark Schmidt types. I talked about it with Eno and the Craft. I'm not really sure if it's something that I want to go for in my fantasy leagues, these sinker sweeper guys. And more so, I mean, if they have a third pitch that's really good too, a changeup, and they have those three, then fine. I would rather take the four-seamer guy. And Clayton Beater feels like that. So pay attention to Clayton Beater. 40% four-seamers and 0 for 11 slider whiffs is not ideal, again. But just at least pay attention to him, and he looked pretty good here. All right, that is it for today. Uh, back to regular scheduled programming moving forward. Really excited about that. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.